At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Welcome into My Guys in the Desert. I'm Danielle Vari here at the VEASAN studio with Wes Reynolds today. Again, subbing in for Matt Eumanns today and happy to be here. We have a game four going on in the NBA playoffs tonight. Bucks at Hawks. The Bucks obviously lead this series two to one right now, Wes. The under six and one in the Hawks last seven games. Tonight's total sitting around 218 and a half, 219 at some spots. I know a lot of people liked the total play under for yesterday's game. It even got down to almost 213, I think was the closing total on that one. And it definitely went over in the end. Uh, what do you think about tonight's game? What do you think we're going to see? Yeah, and you're seeing the under get bet so far. It was, it's been adjusted, obviously, because Trey Young, we don't know if he's going to go tonight. He's going to go, but how effective is he going to what be? What percent will he yeah, be at? Yeah, this is 221 and now down to 218 and a half. So we've seen the adjustment. Minus six and a half. There are some sevens that have showed throughout the afternoon. I think when you see the sevens, they kind of get gobbled up by the value betters. Seven currently at BetMGM. I really couldn't do anything with the spread. I do think that the Bucks are going to win. So probably what I'm going to end up doing is using that as the first leg of a money line parlay with maybe a smaller to medium-sized baseball favorite tonight. But what you're seeing, it's not just the Trey Young injury. It's also Bogdanovich who has not been 100% in, the, in this series. And if he doesn't get any support, Atlanta, you really saw that their offense, once he went off the floor, that being Trey Young in the fourth quarter, you really saw it decline dramatically. I think it was like .773 points per possession when Trey Young was uh, basically playing off the ball. And Atlanta's kind of had trouble already scoring with relative efficiency in this series, just 104.7 points per 100 possessions. So 
look, you're not going to get Trey Young fully operational, so I can understand why you're seeing the under being bet tonight. Obviously, be careful with that because we saw a big move on the under yesterday yep. until we saw a buyback. Once it got to 211, you will see some guys buy back, especially when the numbers are this tight at this point in the playoffs as we're deep in the conference finals. You will see, when you see a four-and-a-half-point move, you will have guys that will just go ahead and fade that move blindly and go back to the other side, and it closed at 213-and-a-half. The game obviously went over last night. So Milwaukee, if you look at what they've done, albeit they got upset in game one, we're kind of primed for that upset. Milwaukee's kind of really had its way with Atlanta defensively, 118.6 points per 100 possessions. There's nothing that they can do on the inside. We kind of thought Clint Capella was going to get a break now that he didn't have to guard Joel Embiid. Well, the problem is he has to guard Giannis, and the Bucks can get to the rim with relative ease and have certainly done so throughout this series. So Bucks are shooting, I think, like 70% at the rim this series. So Atlanta just has no answers. Basically what they have to do is bomb a bunch of threes and hope that they go in. They have, of course, Milwaukee plays that drop coverage, which leaves the opposition to shoot some open threes. But can they hit them with not only Bogdanovich injured, but also Trey Young questionable for tonight? But I'm assuming he's going to go. I know the theme of the playoffs this season seems to be injuries. Injuries everywhere you look, unfortunately. Uh, but, yeah, again, 6-1 and one on the under in the Hawks' last seven games, which is not really what we saw from them during the regular season, too. So it goes to show mm-hmm. you very different betting going on in the postseason versus the regular season. Uh, you mentioned a lot of the players we might be seeing tonight, obviously. Most bet on props at BetMGM so far today. Chris Middleton to record a double-double. Giannis to record two or more blocks. And Trey Young, under 28 and a half points. Do you think it's right for the public to be fading Trey, not knowing what's going on well, with him? Well, I understand why they're doing that. But that being said, when you have an injury, I don't like to play those props, or at least I like to play them a different way with other players. So one thing I was kind of looking at tonight was Drew Holiday over one and a half steals, which was about even money as of this morning. I haven't checked in the last few minutes. But Trey Young, if he goes, we know he's probably going to be at least a half a step slow. So Drew Holiday is going to have an easier time. I'm guarding him and really it was just that one game game one where Trey Young went off for 48 points we'll see if he's up to if, if he's up to the challenge here but I think with Trey Young being a step slow Drew Holiday is more apt to force some turnovers and get some steals he is a very quick-handed and a very quick-footed defender so I, I think that would be the way I would kind of play against Trey Young rather than playing his under on his points props or his assists or rebounds. I usually like to stay away from the stars in these big-time series anyway in terms of props. So that's probably the way I would play against Young because, look, you never know. You could see a heroic performance, and all of a sudden he goes for 35 tonight, and it's that fallen hero type of theory. We've seen it before, but I'm not going to get involved in any of the Young props tonight. Yeah, well, good advice, but we are going to be diving deeper into all of those props at the top of the second hour. But first things first, let's get more into this game right here on My Guys in the Desert. Welcome into My Guys in the Desert. I'm Danielle Alvari here at the VSIN studio inside the South Point Sportsbook with Wes Reynolds talking all about the NBA action going on. Wes, I want to talk to you about last night's game, the Clippers and the Suns. The Clippers able to stay alive, save off elimination, but Phoenix still leads the series 3 to 2. 116 to 102 is the final on this one. So uh, 218 here, that total again got down to as low as 212, 213. What did you think of this game and uh, the Clippers? 
able to stay alive. They do it again. The Clippers in in a desperate situation, and they get the win back against the wall. Now three to two. This is absolutely a series. So in Game Six, I think that they should probably be a small favorite when when you're looking at it. I've seen kind of really both sides. Some markets have had Phoenix as the favorite. Some have had the Clippers. I bet MGM. I think as Phoenix minus one, and then some other places. Station Casinos has the Clippers minus one, and then pick them. So that's right around where it is. But I, I think that there is some cause for concern for Phoenix when when you look at what happened last night. 116 to 112 being your final score. Paul George was absolutely spectacular, but and that's obviously the lead story. But if you really look, there were a lot of other things that happened for the Clippers to go ahead and, and get home and advance that to game six. Marcus Morris, who had been not 100% all series, kind of been hit or miss. Six of seven on his shot attempts in the first quarter. Reggie Jackson hit some threes. Marcus Morris hit threes. So it wasn't just PG-13 playoff P with the 15 of 20 and then 41 points, 13 boards and six assists. Obviously, he carried the heavy end of the load, but he had some other guys step up with him. And this was without because Zubach was a late scratch in the in this series. And Zubach had kind of finally started to give him something. So the Clippers, by default, kind of had to go back to that small lineup. DeMarcus Cousins, I thought, gave him a, a spark with double-digit scoring, in, especially in that second quarter. And that's what Boogie Cousins has really done when you go against that second unit that has Dario Saric on the floor, not DeAndre Ayton. Boogie Cousins can still be uh, give you some buckets here. He can't really guard, but he at least gives you some fire off the uh, bench. But if you look at Phoenix, despite the fact that they do have the lead in this series, the net rating is in the minus. The offense, they've only scored 106.8 points per 100 possessions. DeAndre Ayton, who started out on fire, I mean, you could just bet that uh, and take it to the bank in terms of the points and rebounds combined. Only 10 points and 11 rebounds in the last game last night. So maybe they figured something out and they had to go with that small lineup. DeAndre Ayton was not very effective last night. Which I was th- surprising when we found out that Zubots wasn't going to be in the game. Yeah. I know that we were on primetime action and Matt Brown was talking about, oh, great, let's get on these Ayton props before they take them down. And he, I mean, didn't right. even come close to his points prop. Right. And if you look at the entirety and the holistic view of the series, we've had five games so far. Suns have been outscored by 42 points in this season when DeAndre Ayton has been on the floor. And Jay Crowder, I think it's a minus 38. Chris Paul, minus 27. So, look, the, the Suns, I think now now it's kind of uh, danger time for them. It's kind of worry time because this is a team that has not been in this situation. And that's what you get when you have a team, despite the fact that you have Chris Paul on it. You don't have a lot of guys on this roster with playoff experience. And the Clippers have been in these tough situations before already twice during these playoffs with elimination games. And Ty Lue has been very good in elimination games as a head coach. So he got him there last night. And what you worry about for Phoenix is what you think would be that biggest mismatch, what we're talking about with Aiton, is not so much anymore. So now the market, I think I'm going to be interested to see how this gets bet overnight and then into tomorrow morning and afternoon if you're going to start to see some Clippers money because betters often like to do that zigzag, even though it's basically like 50%. There's no real edge either way, at least long term. So betters are going to want to be prone to go back to Phoenix here, especially if they become a dog. And that's what you might see is like, okay, if LA is a dog and I like him, go ahead and grab the number. If Phoenix is a dog, and you like them, go ahead and grab the number because that's basically what it is at this standpoint. I do think the Clippers should be a small favorite, probably around what they were on Saturday night, one or one and a half. You're basically seeing pick them in the market right now. 
Well, we're taking a look at some of these series options still here. You can bet correct score of the series. The Suns winning in 4-2 at minus 105. Suns win 4-3, so in seven games at plus 175. Or the Clippers win in seven at 4-1. to one. I asked yesterday, any value grabbing the Clippers at all in one of these series bets? And uh, Amal was saying, I don't know. I don't think so. Who wants to bet on the Clippers at this point? Uh, do you think there's any value now maybe in that Clippers winning in 4-3 to three from what you saw last night? Probably not a ton of yeah. value at that standpoint, but certainly Certainly a enough. very plausible outcome now at four to three at four to one because I do think the Clippers did take the momentum back in this series and if you look uh, remember uh, uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers against the Golden State Warriors and that 2016 <laughs> team that was coached by one Tyron Lue that the memes the, the Warriors blew a three one lead or, or, or you know and, and all that stuff but I think you have to look at the fact that are the Clippers going to have these reserves step up with Paul George? I don't know if Paul George. He's probably going to go down from 41 points and 13 rebounds, but you certainly got to think he's at least going to produce some kind of good numbers. But you've got to see Morris show up. You've got to see Reggie Jackson show up. The guy that really disappointed last night was Terrence Mann. Mm. Two of eight and from four points. So Terrence Mann, Nick Batum. We don't know yet if Zubach is going to play, so that's why I have not got involved in this game as of yet for tomorrow night because I want to see if he is going to play. I want to see if that's maybe going to slow the tempo. If he does play, I would be more prone to go to the under, even though usually in these situations where it's an elimination game for one team, not necessarily by default, but I kind of like to play the over. And then if this goes to game seven, we know game sevens more often than not go under, at least from a historical perspective. You speak of a game seven. Do you think that we're going to get there or do you think the Suns lock this up tomorrow night? I actually do think that we are going to get to a game seven. I don't know if the Clippers are going to win that game seven, but I certainly think that they should be the favorite. And if I can get them at that dog and I'm seeing those plus ones out there, if I can see them tomorrow morning, I will probably grab one with the Los Angeles Clippers. We have a game going on tonight as well. We talked about this a little bit at the top of the hour. The Bucks and the Hawks. Bucks a six and a half, even seven point favorite at some books. Again, total sitting around 218, 219, uh, but being bet to the under quite a bit. Reminder the under is six and one in the Hawks' last seven games, and the Bucks lead the series two to one. So taking a look at this game for tonight, uh, you mentioned not really a side you like here. Is there a number that you would be looking for, possibly for an in play? Or in-game uh, play? Well, uh, in terms of the full game side, not mm -hmm. necessarily. I would look at that perhaps as a money line parlay, as I was mentioning in the open. But kind of like the Bucks in the first half a little bit. And I'm seeing minus three and a half, and you could probably just lay the money line accordingly if you want to take those points out of play. Bucks last game, last time out in game three, were tied at the half. And by the way, they only shot 3 of 14 from behind the arc, and Atlanta was 10 of 22 from outside, and yet the Bucks were still tied in the first half. So, you know, eventually Milwaukee got ahead of them, and it helped with Trey Young's injury, but Milwaukee, you got to think, is going to have that sense of urgency. It's like, okay, we got these dudes reeling now. And Atlanta, you know at least they're going to bring intensity and they're going to be effort because they know they've got a wounded warrior here, so to speak, and I think he's going to play, but he's certainly not 100%. So if you're the Bucks, you can't take this for granted. You want to put these guys away very early. So I think first half could be a way to go if you don't want to lay that full game because we know that the Bucks have a tendency to let teams hang around and you don't want to let Atlanta hang around because Philadelphia just did that in the Eastern Conference semifinals and paid for it and got knocked out uh, 
prematurely, I think, before a lot of people thought that they were going to be. But basically seeing right now three and a half on that first half in the market. If you want to go money line, I'm looking at it. It's about $2.190. So I think that that's a relatively fair price if you want to go that angle. Who do you think we're going to see in the finals? Who are your finals uh, teams? I am going to say Milwaukee. And I'm going to say the Clippers. I'm going to go okay. against the grain here. I know people like Bucks Suns right now, and that's certainly favorite with both teams leading in the series. But there's just a sense that, look, if Phoenix all of a sudden gets into that game seven situation, uh, you know, do you kind of get a little bit tight? Do you get a little bit nervous? The Clippers have more experience, so they have been in these tight series all the way through the playoffs against Utah, against Dallas in the first round. Phoenix has been pretty clear. They dispatched the Lakers, and then once AD went down, that series was a wrap. And then, of course, they swept the Denver Nuggets. So Phoenix really in the postseason hasn't had to deal with a ton of adversity, and the Clippers have had to deal with adversity in spades. They've, they've had enough for two seasons here with these particular playoffs just in 2021. So with that in mind, taking a look at the NBA Finals MVP, we looked at these a little bit yesterday. Giannis is the favorite here. Plus 120 yesterday, plus 115 right now on DraftKings. Devin Booker up to plus 320. Chris Paul, 5-1. to one. Paul George, 9-1. to one. Chris Middleton, 12-1. to one. DeAndre Ayton sitting at 22-1, to one, just like yesterday. Uh, and Drew Holiday, 30-1. to one. Trey Young also still on the board at 30-1. to one. I believe he was 25-1 to one yesterday, all the way up to 30 now. Yeah, and, and just looking at this, obviously, they favored the Bucks and the Suns based on these prices you're seeing on your screen but if you think the Clippers Paul George now at double digits you're not going to get him at double digits I think if they eventually go to the finals so he would be the guy maybe a little bit out of that top four I would look at clearly you're not going to bet Kawhi because well, you you're don't right about Paul George these I believe these are odds from yesterday or at least they've been changed just slightly now because Paul George sitting at nine to one now okay that yeah. that makes a lot more sense but I think that he would be kind of the outside down the board play from that top four who I think that's the rifle top four with Greek Freak and Booker and Paul and Chris Middleton. Drew Holiday has been a little bit hit or miss in the playoffs. Now he came up big in game seven against Brooklyn and maybe could come up big tonight. I mentioned that prop that I like on the over on the steals. But DeAndre Ayton now all of a sudden being rendered ineffective in this Western Conference Finals. So I can't really get there with that. We know Kawhi is hurt. We know Trey Young is obviously hurt. So not a real ton of value, value, I think, if you want to go with these long shots. I know that's always tempting because it's like, okay, we can bet a little to win a lot. And you can go and say, okay, if the Suns make the finals and Michael Bridges or, or Jay Crowder, you know, just go absolutely nuts from the three. <laughs> but the thing is, NBA is a star-driven league. Mm. They're going to go with the stars. You, you very rarely see a reserve. This is not like the Super Bowl where you get – you know, a, a corner or a defensive back or a defensive lineman that goes ahead and wins the Super Bowl MVP some years. Even in the NBA, it is more pronounced to the stars. So that's why you obviously have the very short prices with Giannis, with Booker, Paul, Middleton, and company. But Paul George would be the guy outside that top four, the only one I would look at. So let me ask you, because there's a lot of depth in a way on the Suns team, right? So there's a lot more players we're seeing towards the top of the board for them. Devin Booker, Chris Paul, DeAndre Ayton. Um, would any of those interest you? If the Suns do take it all, they win it all, which one of these players do you think 
would be most likely to win this. I think it's going to be kind of a lifetime achievement award, and it would be Chris, <laughs> Chris Paul. Paul. Yeah. Because he has battled through some issues here in terms of his shoulder injury and obviously missing the two games of the Western Conference Finals with COVID-19, games one and two, respectively. So this is a guy that's been very close to getting that ring. We want it really so good bad play- for him. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and he has changed, I think, a culture within this team. Recall that obviously these guys were hot in the bubble in Florida, but we're one game short. All of a sudden, you add Chris Ball, and you get a leader on that young team, and you now have a team that was number two in the Western Conference in the regular season and is now just one game away from going to the NBA Finals for the first time since the 90s. So I would think it would be Paul. I know Booker will probably put up bigger numbers, and he's going to do that most nights, but I think it would go to the veteran. I think that that's what the riders will do. It's like, hey, this guy has been grinding and been an all-star and a great point guard in this league for a long time. He has made the difference. So I think Chris Paul, they will favor the old veteran over the young guy here. Wes, when we take a look at the playoffs this year in the NBA, teams that we probably wouldn't have expected are coming here into the conference finals and almost to the finals. I mean, I know that people thought the Suns did really well in the regular season, but probably didn't expect them to get this far almost to the finals. Is this going to be an aberration for us Is this year? Because obviously last year was it was in the bubble. Uh, but in terms of betting, handicapping it this year had to be different when you don't have teams like the Nets and the Lakers in the mix anymore. Yeah, and, and you got to look and see what's going to happen in free agency over the summer. And now that's pushed back. It used to be July. First was free agency, but now we have an NBA draft upcoming. I don't think that that's going to necessarily affect, obviously, the big teams because they are drafting lower in the draft, and the guys in the lottery are in the lottery for a reason. But (laughs) when you look at this, Golden State, uh, keep in mind, does have a lottery pick, and now Golden State, clearly they had no Clay Thompson this year, so now you add Steph Curry to that, you add James Wiseman to that, Draymond Green, so Golden State will probably be the team down the board that I think will attract some money here because Steph obviously had a great season, Clay Thompson, you need his offense, and that just makes them that more deadly, but the usual suspects, I think, Danielle, even though they're not in the Final Four here, are going to get the bets. Lakers are always going to get the bets, especially out here in Las Vegas, so we shall see what they elect to do to see if they can get LeBron more help you know it's always like we got to get LeBron James more help and obviously if Anthony Davis's uh, health uh, gets better they're still definitely a contender so I think even the teams out of it the usual suspects are going to get bet I expect the Knicks are going to get money a lot of the East Coast fans are like okay we took the big step this year we made the playoffs we hadn't made the playoffs in a few years so you're still going to see Brooklyn get bet too because they have Kyrie KD and James Harden together they did not have a lot of reps together in the regular season so the usual suspects I think are going to get bet but it's certainly going to be a very interesting offseason without any clear favorite and hopefully a restful one, one that prevents future injuries in the next season. Yeah, and uh, you do have some star players, by the way, going over to Tokyo later this month for the Olympics. Olympics. Uh, yeah. Some guys have bowed out, but some guys electing to go, including Kevin Durant and Damian Lillard. So that could affect, obviously, you're putting more tread on the tires. you got to play more games over there. Were you surprised by any of the Olympic picks, Wes? By the way, I know you follow the Olympics pretty closely. Any, any misses or ones that you were excited to see on there? Not really a surprise. Yeah. I guess Jeremy Grant, who had a very good season in Detroit I think people kind of look at him like oh Jeremy Grant who who was a really good scorer but you did have a lot of guys bow out and some of these guys that have been over there three or three times in the Olympics like LeBron are like I'm going to take a pass this time so Kevin Durant going to be the leading threat for Team USA
All right. Well, again, NBA action going on tonight. We have the Bucks and the Hawks. We'll talk about that game a little bit more later on. But next, we'll check in on the Euro 2020. Exciting stuff going on in soccer. Stick with us right here on My Guys in the Desert. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome back in to the OddsTrader.com studio at the South Point Casino. Make sure you check out OddsTrader.com and download the free OddsTrader app right now so you can start winning with the up-to-the-second info you need. Danielle Avari and Wes Reynolds back here on My Guys in the Desert, ready to talk a little bit about the Euro 2020, which is uh, discombobulating, Wes. We are in 2021 now, correct? Mm -hmm. Yes, but the Euro 2020 yeah, going on. Yeah, we're with the Olympics, too. Yeah. It's like the 2020 Olympics. Well, The logo of. was too good for that, though. Yes. The logo was too good. They yeah. couldn't pass that opportunity up. Uh, we had action going on this morning. England versus Germany. England defeated Germany 2-0. to zero. It's their first time they've defeated them in a knockout round of a major tournament since 1966. They'll advance to play the winner of Sweden versus Ukraine, which is going on right now, tied up at 1-1 in extra time. Wes. Yes. 
And, well, what's the update on this? Because okay. you definitely are more of the soccer okay. person okay. than me. So. Yeah, it's it's all knotted at one right now. We're in extra time. By mm-hmm. the way, if you're not used to this tournament knockout soccer, because usually after regulation time and then plus whatever injury time or stoppage time they add, it's over. But obviously, being that this is knockout tournament play, one and done. So now it is all tied at one here, 116th minute. After the 90 minutes, they do play two 15-minute periods. And then if it's tied, it goes to penalty kicks, much like we saw with France and Switzerland yesterday. Before I get to this match, I'll put a little capper on England and Germany. England mm-hmm. with the 2 nothing win. Raheem Sterling can, continues his Sterling Silver Summer. Uh, I see they, they, won in the, they won the English Premier League at Manchester City, where Raheem Sterling is the leading scorer for that bunch. Harry Kane, by the way, added a goal in the 86th minute. So they advanced 2 nothing over Germany in Wembley Stadium today. We, Brady Cannon and I were in here watching that matchup during Lombardi line and the Prince William and Duchess Kate and little George and Ed Sheeran, David Beckham, all the British celebs were in attendance at Wembley stadium, albeit limited seating there. Only 41,000 ended up being allowed in, but England does advance. They are awaiting who they are going to face here between Sweden and Ukraine. England will be the favorite once we get a price out later tonight or tomorrow morning. And that match is going to be a quarterfinal match. That's going to take place on July 3rd in Rome. So when you look at the bracket, top of the bracket, it's Belgium against Italy and Switzerland and Spain. Yesterday, if you were watching this soccer, what a really exciting day. If you're not a regular soccer watcher because you had a team come back from two goals down in both of those games, that being Switzerland in the late game, one in PKs over France and then you also had Croatia be able to tie it up after being down 3-1 Spain got two goals and added extra time, so Switzerland against Spain on that left side of the bracket and then England awaits this winner and then the Czech Republic and Denmark We'll play in Baku, Azerbaijan on July 3rd. So we're about to get down to the final eight. We are just awaiting a result here. Sweden, by the way, playing with 10 men. Danielson got a red card in the 98th minute here in extra time. So the Swedes, I think, basically just want to see this go to penalty kicks as the Ukrainians starting to put the pressure on with the man advantage. So we're probably a couple minutes away. Unless we get a goal here, we will go to penalty kicks, much like we did yesterday afternoon. And then I also do want to clarify something about soccer betting. And this is a unique example here because this is one I actually bet. I bet the over two minus $1.35 on this one, and it's two right now. So there is going to be You're alive. Go- well, I'm not really, though. There is going to be a goal to decide this game. But when you're betting totals, it is only regulation. For soccer. Yes, yeah. and, and also when you bet the three-way line, because I was uh, down at Circus Sports on Saturday doing the green zone with Brady Cannon, and it, I think it was Italy, who was it? Italy against Austria, and Italy scored that goal and added extra time to make it 2-1, to one. and then they had a breakaway once they had passed regulation, and I heard just a bunch of roars in the Circus Sports book because I think a lot of the bettors that aren't used to betting soccer didn't know that their minus one goal line bets weren't any good anymore. So when you bet a lot of these and when you bet especially with the three-way line where there's a money line attached to both sides and then also the draw that means 90 minutes plus whatever stoppage time you know when you see that guy on the sideline he has the led screen and it says four you know four extra minutes once that whistle is blown after that period Everything is settled. Unless in tournament play you bet a certain side to advance. That is a different bet. 
But keep in mind, your bet's here with the extra time. Like, if you're waiting on that goal to push you over, when you go up to the register, you go up to the counter and try to cash that ticket, they're going to say it's a refund. So just to kind of explain that for soccer bettors, look, I, I didn't know when I first ever bet soccer. I didn't know how this worked. But that's basically how these wagers work. So when you walk up, they're going to say, you've never bet soccer before, huh? Because in basketball... They, they might not be mean to you. They may <laughs> have would. better customer service. I would service. ask you. I would ask you. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, we'll keep you updated on this game, obviously, going on. We're still in those extra minutes, probably going to penalty kicks. I hope that's my favorite part. Uh, we'll get into some quarterback props for the NFL season next, right here on My Guides in the Desert. back in. The NHL and NBA playoffs are here and our experts are covering every angle to find betting edges. VEASAN hockey expert Annie McNeil is tracking all of the NHL action and our senior NBA analyst Jonathan Von Tobel has all of the hoops insights. Our experts and the entire VEASAN team give you all the tools to make the most of every bet on the playoffs including odds and analysis for every game on VEASAN.com and our daily members only best bet emails. Now is the time to cash in on the playoffs. Sign up for your 10-day free trial at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Daniel Alvari and Wes Reynolds back here in the VEASAN studio inside the South Point Sportsbook with an update on the Euro 2020. I said I wanted uh, to go to penalty kicks and right after we went to break, Wes, what happened? What happens is the Ukrainians get the winning goal here. Artem Dobvik, I believe I'm pronouncing that name right. Soccer soccer heads are going to crush me on Twitter if I butchered that. But anyway, <laughs> he does get the goal here on the 120th minute, just an extra time. They were about to go to penalty kicks. And it never fails, Danielle, here on VEASAN. I jinxed I know them all. I know your experience with this in primetime action. It's like, okay, we got to go to a break, and then somebody hits a three-run home run or a buzzer beater. And that's the equivalent of what we had in soccer today, the Ukraine advanced Sweden had that penalty in the 98th minute where they had a red card and they had to go down one man and almost made it last to penalty kicks but at the gun Ukraine soccer has really been delivering here in the in the, in the days it delivered yesterday it delivers here late and now we are down to our final eight in Euro 2020 Euro 2021 whatever year it is it's the European <laughs> soccer championship sanctioned by UEFA so England and Sweden are going to hook up in Rome on July 3rd in the bottom of that quarterfinal draw. Also, the Czechs against Denmark on July 3rd. And then the day before, Belgium against Italy, Switzerland against Spain. So was looking at some of the prices, and uh, I think at BetMGM I saw England is your favorite to win Euro 2020 at 11 to 5 plus 220, and then Spain at 3 to 1, Italy 4 to 1, Belgium 7 to 1. Ukraine was 66 to 1 with this match result pending. Obviously, that is going to be cut now that they have advanced, but they are the longest shot in the field. So you got the top choice right now, England, going to get the bottom choice, Ukraine. But look, before you count anybody out, anything can happen. 
Should we talk a little bit about another football, American football, rather? Yes, let's talk uh, American football and not football. Yes, football. All right, so DraftKings is currently offering odds on week one starting quarterbacks for four NFL teams, the Saints, the Bears, the 49ers, and the Patriots. Let's take a look at the Saints first. So week one starting quarterback, that's going to be the quarterback to take the first snap of that game. Jameis Winston, minus 250, the favorite here. Taysom Hill, plus 175, and Ian Book, 33 to 1. Nice to be included. Uh, what do you think about this number on Jameis Winston? Do you think it's a little too high? I am a little bit surprised to see him as the favorite here, to be honest with you. And maybe I haven't been following enough. Look, when it's not in season, sometimes a sport, even though you're trying to stay on top of it, kind of falls a little bit off the radar, even though any NFL is 24-7, 365. Look, they did sign Jameis Winston. He could have maybe went somewhere else. So I think maybe that's the market kind of thinking, okay, well, he signed here for a reason. But we know that Sean Payton can't quit Taysom Hill. He has been trying this over the last couple of years. He's trying look, to make it happen. And look, I think Taysom Hill is a good athlete, and he can throw a deep ball, but essentially he is kind of a tight end playing quarterback, and they're trying to figure it out down there. And Sean Payton, that's what I think that he wants. He wants to make this work because coaches do have egos, so he wants to be able to shove it in the face of all the doubters that are like, don't you question me here. I am Coach Almighty. I know what the hell I'm doing with this football team. But I was a little surprised to see Jameis as a favorite, but when you kind of think about it, it makes a little bit of sense, even though he was not the guy that was the starter or the primary go-to guy once Drew Brees went down with some injuries so he signed there for a reason I guess that's why the market is betting it but this is not something that's getting any of my money what about the Bears so Andy Dalton the understandable favorite here at minus 500 Justin Fields sitting at three to one and Nick Foles 25 to one now remember their first game of the season is on the road so when we talked about this on primetime action mm -hmm. Matt and Gill brought up that if it was a home game, maybe they would trot out Justin Fields to get the crowd really excited. But again, they will be on the road. So you see Andy Dalton here listed as the favorite at minus 500. And Matt Nagy kind of spilled the beans here a couple weeks ago that Andy Dalton, who they signed for $10 million in the offseason, was going to give it a go. And I know I've had a couple conversations this summer with Chuck Esposito, who is the sportsbook director at Sunset Station out in Henderson. And uh, he is a Chicago Bears fan. And he was thinking, look, some of this might be dependent upon what Aaron Rodgers does. If all of a sudden you've got Aaron Rodgers decide, okay, there, it can't work between Green Bay and I, we got to have a divorce and I've got to move on to somewhere else. Then all of a sudden you're going with Jordan Love as a starting quarterback up there in Green Bay. Then you might have the Chicago Bears and Nagy and Ryan Pace and the whole brain trust there in Chicago saying, Maybe we just got to go with the kid. That's what the fans are going to want. Let's go with the kid, see if he can sink or swim right away. But it's priced in now. I think Andy Dalton is going to be your starter. And I thought Andy Dalton had a good year in Dallas last year. They didn't lose games because of Andy Dalton, even though obviously he's a downgrade from what Dak Prescott was, was putting up. The defense in Dallas, especially that pass defense in that back seven, was absolutely horrible. So you had Andy Dalton playing behind a wounded offensive line and a running game that wasn't as effective. I thought he did a good job in relief of Dak, and that's why he got that $10 million deal in Chicago. So I think that's price right. Let's take a look at the Patriots, too. They have Cam and Mac. They're palindromes of each other here. Cam Newton, the favorite to start at minus 305, and Mac Jones sitting at plus 225. I know that people would love to see Mac trot out there for the first snap, but do right. you think we're going to see Cam? 
I, you know, I think maybe this one could have a little value on the dog with Mac Jones. I was very surprised that Cam Newton was resigned by the Patriots after what we saw last year. However, he does have some reinforcements now. They did go get him help at receiver. And, it, it, you know, last year's offensive woes weren't just on Cam Newton. It was on the fact that you looked at those receivers. It's like, who are these guys? Like, even if you follow the NFL hardcore, you had no idea who the hell these guys were. But now you have Aguilar, who they add from the Raiders. They've, they added another guy in the draft, another free agent as well. So at least he has some help. So, the Patriots, they're going to sink or swim this year on the basis of that defense, which is getting some reinforcements with Dante Hightower back, who opted out due to COVID-19. So the defense has got to keep these games close. I did not like what I saw out of Cam last year, but I do think he is going to be the starter. Do you think it was a really small sample size we got from Cam, too, enough to judge him on? Well, it was his first year also in that yeah. offense. So you have to take keep that in mind. It did not have a lot of talent, obviously. They're in a transition, moving on from Tom Brady and moving on from Gronk, moving on from Julian Edelman, et cetera, et cetera. So... You know, I, I think Bill Belichick probably values stability and would want to go with the veteran. Uh, and hopefully uh, his crazy spending spree that drew a lot of attention will be fruitful Which is for very them. rare for the Patriots. Right. And, I mean, people, and weirdly enough, if another team did it, I feel like people would be like, this is irresponsible. But when Bill Belichick does it, mm -hmm. everyone's really excited to see what he's put together and how it's going to look on the field. And maybe we'll see Cam Newton leading that team in their first snap of the season. Uh, stick with us. Coming up next, we're going to talk to NHL writer Dan Rosen about the Stanley Cup Finals. He'll tell us all about the Lightning and the Canadiens next. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome back into the OddsTrader.com studio at the South Point Casino. Make sure you check out OddsTrader.com and download the free OddsTrader app right now so you can start winning with the up-to-the-second info you need. Danielle Avari and Wes Reynolds back here on My Guys in the Desert and ready to bring in our next guest, Dan Rosen, who is a senior writer for NHL.com. Dan, thanks so much for joining us again. Um, thanks for having me. So, Dan, game one, the Lightning win 5-1. to one. They look absolutely dominant. I was taking a look at your most recent article for NHL.com. You were talking about how they just kind of stuck to the plan. How valuable is their experience in the playoffs to them at this point? It's invaluable. I mean, it's the best thing that they've got going for them, and they've got a lot of great things going for them. You know, uh, but, but that experience that they have is so key, and, and it is. It's, they, they set a game plan out, uh, and they ha- they, like they said, they – they, they like to say they know the recipe and more times than not in these playoffs, they have stuck to that game plan. And as I mentioned to John Cooper last night in the post game zoom, I said to him, I was like, you know, you know that game plans can blow up in your face as the game progresses on because things happen, whatever it may be, but this team just continues to do it. Why? And he goes, well, winning helps, but the experience factor makes a big plays a big role in it. And the guys understand that, when you've had success doing this in the past and you've tasted it, you want more success. And they have just found the right recipe, as they like to say, and it, and it just continues to work for them. And they, they cooked up something perfect last night to play against the Montreal Canadiens, getting in the eyes of the goaltender, shielding carry prices they could, deflections, redirections, all things that were working for them. Dan, we saw in, in game one of basically, I want to call it the Western Conference Finals, but it really wasn't, even though Montreal did get the Campbell Conference trophy. But nevertheless, we saw in game two, after that game one where Montreal was kind of sluggish, VGK had a relatively easy time with them, but then we saw Montreal be able to come back. And now you're go- clearly going to see a price adjustment based on what we saw in game one because Tampa, the score says they were dominant, but the analytics, I think, if you look at that, relatively close in this game. But Montreal, you look at it. I know they only allowed one goal on the power play last night, but you got to stay out of the box against these guys. Uh, Five on five, they at least maybe have a chance to be competitive, but if you're in the box, they're going to be done for in a very quick way. Well, and it's interesting you say that because I agree with you, but this is also a team that entering game one hadn't allowed a power play goal in a month and Mm -hmm. filled off 30 straight and killed off the first two that they faced in game one, and then they finally got one. And by the way, the Lightning had five forwards on the ice for that power play. So that was a message to the Montreal Canadiens. Like, your streak ends right now, and we're building our confidence for our power play by throwing the five forwards out there at a four-to-one game on a late power play late in the third period. It was a message, I think, from the, from the Lightning. But, yeah, they got to keep it five-on-five, five. and you're right. It was a, Analytically, it was a closer game than five-to-one, but, but that's the ding. The, the lightning, you want, we can look at the five all we want. I'm looking at the two, the first two goals that Tampa scored. It's all they needed. 
And that's the difference between the team, at the, between the Lightning now and the Lightning two years ago is two goals is enough to win because they don't chase it. They don't have to chase offense. They don't play run and gun like they did years ago. It, it's a matter of get at the lead and lock it down without, you know, I mean, they're not sitting back on it. They're still being aggressive, but they're not being risky. And that's the difference to me. And in that game yesterday, yeah, analytically, all the things you talked about close, but close with the Lightning having the edge. And, and that's, that's going to be very difficult for Montreal, I think. They have to not just stay out of the box. They have to build a lead in these games and make the Lightning chase. Well, they might have only needed the two points, but I'm sure that the overbetters were very grateful for the Lightning for hitting that last goal, sending it over the total of five. Oh, yeah. um, and uh, especially if you have the puck line as well, I'm sure they wanted a little bit more than that too. But you're right, that's all they needed. Taking a look at this series, though, how many games do you think that this will get to? Based on what you've seen limited in game one, uh, I'm seeing the Lightning to win in seven at plus 550 right now. Yeah, I had the Lightning in seven going into this series. Game one isn't going to change my opinion on that um, because, you know, it was a two-to-one game going into the third period. And then the Lightning's big boys showed up, and I do expect Montreal to adjust, and I do expect Montreal to be better, particularly with the puck. Their puck management was not good in game one. It's got to be better. They fueled the transition game. They two turnovers led to two goals. Uh, so I think that'll be better overall as well. And I don't expect Terry Crest to give up five again. So I'm going to stick with lightning in seven, but talk to me after game two, because if it's similar to game one and the lightning end up winning, I'm not so sure I'm going to stay with seven. Dan, how do you feel Montreal is going to adjust from what we saw last night? Because really what John Cooper did, who you mentioned you talked to on that pre on that post-game Zoom, he really took the, the Dano line out of the equation because he put Palat, Braden Point, and Kucherov against that two line of Montreal, Toffoli, Suzuki, and Cole Caulfield. What do you think Montreal is going to do differently? Because when you register Dano basically useless, who really is their shutdown defensive center and has really been so far throughout this entire playoff run. What do you think Montreal needs to change here to go ahead and counteract that move? Well, two things. One, and it's going to be hard to do because they don't have the last change advantage of the road team, uh, is they got to try to get the no out against Kucherov and Point and Pilat as best they can. I, I don't know how they do that on a regular basis without the last change. So that's a hard thing, but that's number one. They got to try to do it more. Number two, they just got to have Caulfield and Toffoli and Suzuki play a smarter, better, more defensive-oriented, structured game like the rest of the team to, to do what they can to limit the point line. Because, And by that, I mean understanding that Braden Point's going to be back-checking aggressively and you can't make a pass through the middle of the ice like Cole Caulfield tried to do. Uh, they think they have numbers, but they really don't because Point's one of the best skaters in the league, and he's going to get back, and he made the play, intercepted Caulfield's pass, quick up to Chernak, and Chernak joins the rush, and he gets a deflection goal, one nothing lightning less than seven minutes into the game. They have to be smarter. they got to get the puck in lower, get it in deep, you know, go chase, aggressive, forecheck, all those things that they've done really well. But with that Caulfield line in particular, the Caulfield-Suzuki-Tapoli line in particular, they just have to play better than they did in game one. And I don't necessarily know there's a major adjustment. It's just being better and smarter. And to your point, that Caulfield line, we talk about Caulfield and Toffoli and Suzuki, minus three last night. So absolutely a poor performance by that line. And we'll see if they can rebound in game two, Danielle.
Yeah, well, looking at this, I mean, the Canadians obviously lost their first game to the Golden Knights in that series and then came back and won the whole series. So I know that you mentioned, Dan, talking about seeing tonight's or rather tomorrow's game two performance. Uh, if you see the Canadians bounce back in a big way, would that change your opinion of their ability to possibly win this series? Well, yeah, because then it's 1-1 and they're going home, you know, and it makes a big difference. And now they have all nice advantage. So they get the last change advantage. And now they can get Deno line out against Kucherov and Point and Palat as often as they like, most likely. And, yes, it does change it. But the other thing, and this factors in and weighs in big time, is Tampa Bay doesn't lose two in a row. You know, they haven't lost two in a row in the playoffs and since they lost four in a row against Columbus. So even if the Canadians are able to get a win in game two, are we to then think that they have full control of the series and can go back to Montreal and maybe take a two to one lead, perhaps a three to one lead? I mean, you're asking them to do something against the Lightning that the light that nobody's done against the Lightning in the previous seven playoff rounds. So it's asking a lot. But yeah, if it's one one going back to Montreal, changes everything. But if it's two nothing Tampa going back to Montreal and Tampa plays the way they did in game one, then it changes a lot of things. If it's two to nothing Tampa going back to Montreal and Montreal plays a real strong game too, but just couldn't get get a goal here and there, then maybe you feel a little bit differently about Montreal's chances to win two games in Montreal. But it's going to be hard because this Lightning team is just so experienced, they, you know, and, and just so they're the best adjustment team that I've seen in a long time. So even though they won, they're thinking about adjustments still. And Dan, when this series does go back to the Bell Center, what's the latest in terms of the capacity? We know, obviously, been very much under capacity there in Montreal and really all over Canada in the Bell Center. I know at least the announcers, because I saw it on Twitter, that NBC is going to send their crew in terms of the announcers to the Bell Center for games three and four. But how many fans are they expecting in that building? The latest I have heard is that they are hope they're in negotiations right now, I believe, with the government in Quebec uh, to, in order to try to negotiate to get more capacity, more people in to the building here. You know, they, they have 3,500 people right now that have been going to games, and I think they're actually going to have a watch party of 3,500 people at the Bell Center for game two, but they are really trying to negotiate with the Quebec governor on a capacity increase to hopefully maybe around 50%, which would be around 10,500. If they can do that for game three, we'll see. But that's what the, it's still not set in stone right now. In fact, you know, one of the, you know, a representative from the Canadians spoke today about that and talked about being in negotiations right now with the Quebec government about that and, and public health um, about that right now. Dan, I want to ask you before we run out of time here, we have just about a little over a minute here. The Conn Smythe Trophy, uh, taking a look here at Andre Vasilevsky and Carey Price. I thought somebody, weirdly enough, on Twitter brought up a good point that the Tampa Bay Lightning, as you mentioned, very talented team. So maybe they can get here without Andre Vasilevsky, but do the Canadians get to this point without Carey Price? No. (laughs) (laughs) They don't. They don't. Uh, I also don't think that the Lightning get here without Vasilevsky. So um, I think... You need great goaltending to get this far in the playoffs. And Andre Vasilevsky is a great goaltender, and so is Gary Price. And, and it's funny because everybody looks and says, there's no way Montreal is going to be here without Price. Uh, Vasilevsky's numbers are better across mm-hmm. the board in the playoffs than they are than Price is. And, and you know what? The Lightning have, as of now, won one more game than the Montreal Canadiens. So the goaltending matters. No chance, no way the Canadians get here without Gary Price. The difference is, to me, 
is that they don't, Montreal doesn't give Carey Price the goal support that the Lightning can give to Andre Vasilevsky. And the other part of it is the Lightning and the way they've been winning now in the playoffs is they're not reliant on Vasilevsky to steal a game for them. They just need him to make the saves they need him to make. Whereas there's times this playoff, so the Canadians have been reliant on Carey Price to have to steal a game for them. Dan, thanks so much for joining us. Senior writer at NHL.com. You can check him out there. Also on Twitter at DRosenNHL. Dan, thanks so much. All right. Thank you. All right. So Andre Vasilevsky still the leader in the clubhouse. Even money to win the con Smythe. We're going to talk more basketball when we get back on My Guys in the Desert. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.